0: Boop 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 majority of video game boss fights are predictable enough. The player takes down the enemy and moves on to the next one until they're all out of bosses and the game is finally over. But every so often, there are bosses who, upon being defeated, find creative, sneaky, and even occasionally accidental ways to have the last laugh, by dealing the player a most unexpected death. These ten video game bosses, no matter how easy or difficult they might have been, all had a final trick in store for unsuspecting players, from a devastating last-ditch attack to a surprise contingency plan, and maybe even the shift. Threat presented by their own colossal dead body. Whether an optional gameplay element or a fixed aspect of the story, each of these bosses at least had the potential to take your life when you thought the fight was over, ensuring anyone who dared to put the controller down to rest had a nasty surprise waiting for them. What do we learn from these bosses? The fight's not truly over until you're watching the end credits screen. I am Kirsten from What Culture Gaming, and these are 10 video game bosses that killed you after being defeated. Number 10, Del Lago. Resident Evil 4 One of Resident Evil 4's most memorable bosses is Del Lago, the Plaga-infected amphibian monster which attacks Leon at the lake by the village. The fight itself isn't particularly challenging, and once you've lobbed about a dozen harpoons at it, the beast will finally appear to go down for the count. But those who put their controllers down to watch the creature's dying cutscene will be caught off-guard by a QTE sequence, as Leon gets tangled in a rope attached to Del Lago's enormous corpse. Players then have to mash away in order to cut the rope, but if you're not quick enough off the mark, you'll find yourself hopelessly dragged into the lake's depths and met with a game over screen. Number nine, Doku, Ninja Gaiden Sigma. The PlayStation 3 port of Ninja Gaiden made a number of controversial changes to the original game, including expanding protagonist Ryu Hayabusa's early cinematic death at the hands of the villainous Doku into an actual playable boss fight. To be fair, the expectation is that most players will lose the fight to Doku, in turn leading to Ryu's planned death, but skilled players are actually able to whittle Doku's health bar down to nothing and defeat him. But because Sigma was a rush job released without the involvement of original director Tomonobu Itagaki, this means Winning, the boss fight immediately transitions into a cinematic of Ryu falling down dead for no real reason at all. Granted, in all versions of the game, Ryu is then resurrected by a falcon, but it's nothing short of hilarious that players capable of beating Doku are still forced to watch Ryu basically drop dead, totally out of nowhere. Number 8, Dracula, Castlevania, Order of Ecclesia Castlevania Order of Ecclesia's final boss fight sees players battling none other than Dracula himself. And even if you manage to make short work of the legendary vampire, the fight isn't quite over yet. Once Dracula's health is whittled down to nothing, he'll quip that you'll need to do better than that to truly take him down for good, while protagonist Shanoa not-so-subtly implores the player to use their powerful Dominus Glyphs to finish the battle. If you don't quickly use all three Glyphs to confirm the kill, however, Dracula will pull off a devastating last-ditch ultimate attack capable of dealing a stonking 9,946 damage and insta-killing you. Number 7, Iblis, slash, Mephiles, Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 Though 2006's Sonic the Hedgehog reboot is in no way a good game, and will forever be associated with that kiss, it is nevertheless notable for actually killing off Sonic, albeit only temporarily. Basically, the game's ultimate antagonist is an ancient sun god named Solaris, who for most of the game is split into two forms, the energy-based entity known as Iblis, and the more conscious schemer, Mephiles. Though players manage to defeat Iblis after battling him three times, soon thereafter, Mephiles emerges and promptly murders Sonic by impaling him with a huge energy spear. In turn, this allows Mephiles to merge with Iblis to once again become Solaris, even if Sonic is ultimately resurrected to help kick Solaris's ass alongside his super powered friends. Number 6 Dormin, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus offers up one of the most intriguingly left-filled final boss fights in video game history, as after protagonist Wander defeats the 16th and final Colossus, he learns that he's actually been tricked by the mysterious supernatural entity he made a Faustian bargain with, Dormin. Though killing all 16 colossi does indeed result in Wanda's Love Mono being resurrected, it also unseals Dormin's scattered soul fragments, resulting in him and Wanda merging into one gigantic, shadowy entity. At this point, the player briefly takes control of the dormin Wanda creature for a mini-boss fight as Lord Emmon and his men desperately try to destroy it, eventually succeeding by casting an ancient sword into a pool of light. In turn, this causes both Dormin and Wanda to be disintegrated, Wanda effectively being a necessary casualty of Dormin's banishment. It's not all bad though, as Wanda is seemingly resurrected into the body of a baby moments later, suggesting he's been given a second chance at life. Number 5, The Covenant, Halo Reach The brilliant Halo Reach ends with something of a pyrrhic victory for super soldier protagonist Noble Six, who despite stopping the Covenant's ploy to destroy the Pillar of Autumn, pays the mortal price for it. Reach is of course a prequel to the original Halo, ultimately depicting the destruction of Reach at the hands of the Covenant, but the real success of Six's mission is in allowing the Pillar of Autumn to escape their grasp. Once the pillar takes off and the Covenant's attack on it is foiled, the player's only remaining objective is to survive. Sooner or later, however, Six is overpowered by the Covenant forces, with the player simply forced to witness his heartbreaking, sacrificial demise. Though Six couldn't do anything to stop Reach's destruction, his last stand was nevertheless a vital turning point in the bigger picture of the human-Covenant conflict and the original Halo trilogy. Number 4. Guardian Ape. Sakiro. Shadows Die Twice. Nobody goes into a From Software game expecting a picnic of a boss fight, but the Guardian Ape from Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is a slippery customer for one very specific reason. Even if you manage to evade the Ape's devastating attacks long enough to get your licks in and decapitate the foul beast, using the sword already protruding out of its neck no less, you'll be stunned to see the Ape lumber back to its feet 15 seconds later. Now the Guardian Ape attacks while carrying its own severed noggin in tow, and if you're not paying total attention, it's easy enough for the oversized sized simian to make short work of you. Considering how ridiculously challenging Sekiro already is, this was an extremely cheeky rug pull. Number 3, Kuja Final Fantasy IX. Now, now, to be strictly truthful, when a party member loses all their HP in a Final Fantasy game, they generally pass out rather than die. But given that it usually results in a Game Over screen, the net result is basically the same. And so we have Final Fantasy IX's primary antagonist, Kuja, who players encounter several times throughout the game. During the boss battle against Kuja on Terra, knocking his health down to nothing will be met with the most unfortunate reward. He'll cast the devastating ultimate Attack, which will wipe out your entire party. This is, thankfully, part of the game's story, so you won't get a game over screen as there's absolutely nothing you can do to prevent it. It also happens again near the very end of the game, when you encounter and defeat Trance Kuja, the sore loser that he is. Number 2, Vanguard, Demon's Souls. From software strikes again, this time in their currently being remade PS3 classic Demon Souls with the Vanguard tutorial boss fight. Even for the standards of this studio, Vanguard is a tough nut to crack, especially given that its extremely powerful attacks can make short work of a newly minted player with just a few easy swipes. That's because you're not really supposed to beat Vanguard, with the fight actually intended to introduce players to the game's death mechanics. But even if you do persist long enough to take the Behemoth down, Vanguard has something of a dead man's switch lying in wait to make make sure that you don't leave the area in one piece. Once Vanguard is felled, you'll stumble across the Dragon God boss in the surrounding area, and a closer inspection will trigger a cutscene in which the boss punches your soul into another galaxy. After that, you end up continuing the tutorial in the same way as your less skilled peers. Number one, Mecha Drago, Mother 3. And finally, we have Mother 3's deeply irritating Chapter 1 boss Mecha Drago. The bulk of the boss fight actually isn't that challenging, but the real difficulty comes once you've whittled the creature's health down to nil, at which point it unleashes a brutal final attack that stands an incredibly strong chance of outright killing Flint in one fell swoop. You'll probably need luck more than skill to survive it, honestly. And coming as early in the game as it does, it feels like a borderline cruel test of metal that most players surely weren't ready for. If you somehow made it through on your first try, give yourself a firm pat on the back.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag, say hello to Quince.